Today, I'm talking about how to recover from a breakup, what you can do when you are in the depths of heartache to help put yourself back together and start focusing on moving forward again. Heartbreak sucks. And my hope is that this episode will give you some ideas around really practical things that you can put your energy into when you're ready to start on the road to recovering. Even though this episode is focused on heartbreak, these five practical tips that I'm sharing are the types of things that can help you out of any sort of pain. You can modify the exercises I'm talking about and apply them to help you get clearer and more strategies for moving forward. So even though I'm talking about it in the sense of a broken heart, if you think through the exercises, I'm sure you'll see some applicability there. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Talking through heartbreak, if you've been there, you understand that pain. I honestly can't even quite put it into words, and I've had some of my clients that I have truly helped through those difficult first stages of heartbreak, and it's hard watching other people go through it too. But I feel like there really isn't the language to adequately describe how it feels, that heart-wrenching, soul-crushing physical aching that comes with a broken heart. I hope these tips will help bring you some sense of calm or at least give you an idea of what to do next. So one of the first things to do when we're recovering from heartache is anything that sparks a sense of joy in you. You've got to nurture and tend to your broken heart. And if you can crowd out some of that hurt with joy, I'm all for it. The thing with heartbreak is that often the future vision you had painted for what your life was going to look like in two years or five years or 10 years time has completely changed and often very suddenly. And that can be incredibly unsettling. The beauty about joy and why I think it's a great place to start is that you can find it in the simplest of moments. Joy is now. Joy is about how we live our lives. It's not about our future. It's not about our past. It is a mindful activity that brings us alive in the moment. But what is joyful? And that's where you have to start. I'd encourage you to start with a journal prompt. Get out a piece of paper if you need to and just write at the top, what brings me joy? Now, if you head over to my website at thrive.how and go to the bottom of the homepage, 
if you need more ideas around exactly how to do this, there's a blog called How to Find Out the Things You Love. And it's in my popular post section. It will give you more questions around this. But start with just that free-flowing idea of what brings me joy. It could be bubble baths. It could be cheesecake. It could be funny movies with friends. It could be cuddling your dog. It might be a walk in nature. But whatever it is, I want you to tune into yourself. I want you to honor whatever is coming up for you and listen to your heart. It will tell you what it needs if you're willing to tune in and listen. So that was number one, search for the joy. Now, the second one might offend you. I'm going to be completely honest. It's let it go. Don't fight what is. Now, I know that sounds seriously offensively simple and far too impossible to do. I hear you. I have been heartbroken before. And if someone had said to me, let it go, I would have been like, are you for real? Like, it's that simple. But when I say let it go, I mean accept that this is what is. Don't fight against it. Some of our greatest pain in life is when we fight what is because we want it to be different. I've noticed enough in my life and I've seen it in other people's that I've come to a place of faith and I can step back now and recognize that even if I don't understand it, Everything is happening for my highest good. My heartbreak in the past, when I was heartbroken, if I could have seen my life now, I would have been like, great, this is just part of the process. (laughs) I didn't know that I had an amazing man waiting around the corner for me who was so much better than I was expecting in those moments when I was heartbroken. So this is really, when I say let it go, I mean, practice accepting that it is what it is. Don't bash your head against a closed door. Now, recently I came across a beautiful song by India Ari. I feel like I need to tell the entire world about this song because it is so gorgeous. And it is called Just Let It Go. Look it up on Wherever you get your music from, iTunes. Her album is called A Song Versation Medicine, and that was Indirari, Just Let It Go. If you play that song over and over again for a week, you'll get my point. Another way to hit it home, if just running a song through your head over and over again, a breakup anthem isn't natural for you. And I'm all for breakup anthems, by the way, seriously, an empowering song, all for it. But I am a big believer in using mantras too. And for me, a mantra, you can listen to last week's episode to learn more about how I feel about mantras. But a mantra is a way of changing our energy, of changing the conversation we're having with ourselves in our heads. And I believe that is vitally important because it gives us hope. It starts to help us believe in possibility and can light that tiny little spark that helps propel us forward. Some mantras that might work in a heartbreak sense. Get a notepad if you're ready. Nothing that is truly meant for me will ever miss me. 
It's seriously one of my favorite mantras and has carried me through so many times when I wasn't happy, when I was hurting in some way. Nothing that is truly meant for me will ever miss me. A few others that could work for you. All is in right order. I am right where I am supposed to be. Everything is happening for me, not to me. Even if I can't see it, this is for my highest good. Use mantras that appeal to you. Use mantras that feel good for you and that sit well with your heart. But if any of those did, I encourage you to keep them close. Read them frequently. Maybe put notes on your computer, on your bathroom mirror, top of your journal, make a screensaver. But read these positive thoughts frequently so they get reinforced in your mind. It will make you feel more empowered and help you with that sense of accepting and inch by inch, as Indira Ari would say, letting it go. So my second tip, let it go. Don't fight against what is. The third idea, I'll journal your heart out, baby. Even if you don't normally journal, this is the time to buy one. And if it's just your heartbreak journal, go for it. When your mind is feeling jumbled, confused, or reeling in the pain of heartache, journaling can be one of the very best ways to let some of that emotion out, to pour it out onto those pages. Because it's not a great idea to hold it all in. It hurts even more if you can't let it out somewhere. And I'm a huge believer and writing out your pain. There's no judgment on your pages. Like I said, if it's just for your heartbreak, that is great. You can burn it at the end. You can write letters of frustration and anger to your ex-partner, whatever you need to do, but just let the words flow. That, I think, is the most important part. Don't judge yourself as you're writing because it's so much more cathartic if you can just let it all out. If you need some prompts, here are some that can be useful. Why am I hurting today? What felt good today? What didn't I realize at the time that now seems clear? What advice would my future self give me right now? When I say future self, I'm meaning you in two years time, you in five years time, hey, even you in 20 years time. However you want to envision your future happy self. So number three, journal your heart out. Now the next point is something that I did personally when I was heartbroken. I read a book called If Love is a Game, These are the Rules by Sherry Carter Scott. I highly recommend it. It was an awesome read. One of the exercises she put forward in there was around writing a list and creating a vision of what you wanted in your ideal partner. Now, not so long ago, I encouraged one of my heartbroken clients to do this. And the reason I did that was so that she was really clear what was okay and what was not okay for her. I didn't want her settling because she hadn't put any thought into it. Because the danger is when we are falling for someone, we are prone to overlooking things that aren't so ideal or things that could be real issues in the future. And if we haven't been really explicit with ourselves about what we will and won't accept before we meet this person, we can start to 
kind of override any of those gut instincts that are starting to pop up. But when you have been really clear with yourself beforehand, you end up being so much better about enforcing boundaries early on in relationships and demanding to be treated well. This was a problem for me in previous relationships. So doing this list, I really found it incredibly empowering. Now, the beautiful thing about my story is I ended up finding the man that I wrote about. Now, law of attraction, believers, maybe that was it. But I had, I had put it out there what I wanted and he came into my life. So magic, who knows what, but it worked for me. Now, how to do this list, get a, again, pen and paper and write four separate lists. What are your absolute must-haves in a partner? What are your like-to-haves? What are your not-so-keen-on elements? And then your absolute knockouts or red flags. So the fourth tip for you is ask yourself, what do I need from my future partner. It can be incredibly empowering. And the fifth and final tip, this one might seem a little of failed, but I believe it's incredibly important. Create a sleep routine. Now, the reason I say this is feeling all of that emotional energy is downright exhausting, physically exhausting. We seem to ache from head to toe and need our sleep. You may need more sleep than usual and I want you to honor that. But the other really tough thing about being heartbroken is often this is when sleep can elude us, when we need it the most. So to support yourself and get yourself in a habit or a routine that is going to make sleep more likely is a very good thing. The reason people often can't sleep when they're heartbroken is that their thoughts get louder their heads are spinning more and it's harder to shut off. Again, I want you to trust your gut on this and say, what do I need to relax and unwind at the end of my day so that I'm ready to go to bed when it's time? And that when I hit, my head hits that pillow, my eyes are willing to shut and my heart is willing to relax. One thing I would recommend you don't do just before you go to sleep is the journaling exercises, which I outlined And uh, number three, look, I know that most people's natural tendency is to pick up their journal and write it in bed just before they hit the hay. The danger of it being the very last thing that you do before you go to sleep is you may have a lot of thoughts bouncing around in your head, some of which aren't so perky, and they can kind of haunt you as you're trying to go to sleep. So by all means, you can do your journaling in the evening if that feels good for you, but try and do something else to break up the energy between journaling and sleep. So you might jump up and have a hot shower just before you go to sleep, or you might listen to a meditation, uh, sleep meditation exercise, and I think there's some on Headspace and the Calm apps, or even do a gratitude wrap up at the end of your journaling, but just something else to break up that little space between journaling and going to sleep. In terms of winding down in the hour before bed, perhaps you could listen to some calming music, chamomile tea, all the cliches. Hot showers always work a treat for me. But try and also go to bed at the same time every night so that your body is getting into this healthy routine and you're getting enough sleep. You don't need to be exhausted on top of being heartbroken. So there are the five tips for you. Search for joy, 
let go and don't fight what is. Journal your heart out, consider what you need from a future partner and create a sleep routine. I wrote all of these down in a blog post so that you don't have to re-listen to this 10 times. By all means, you can, but a simple blog post that you can pin to a Pinterest board or save in an email so that you can come back and remind yourself of these points. If you go to my website, www.thrive.how forward slash breakup, you will find that blog post with all of this stuff outlined. They've got the links to Sherry Carter Scott's book, the links to India Ari's song, and all the questions I outlined in this episode. Also, just in case you didn't know, I am a coach. So I do one-on-one coaching. So if you've ever considered life coaching or want to know a little bit more about it, jump over to my website and hit the contact tab and we can organize to have a quick call on the phone and I'll talk you through what I do in my coaching programs. I'll see you back next Friday. Till then, take care of yourself and keep thriving.